Welcome into the Trade With The Best podcast. The podcast is by Fit Pros for Fit Pros. I'm Craig Hoffman, a fitness and media professional. And I'm Chris Gorez, master trainer and international presenter. And we are sitting next to each other. That's right. It's kind of weird. Like, I don't know where to look. Yeah. And, and you, know, you know what? We started in Zoe's basement floor, and now we're in your loft, like in the top floor. So we literally started from the bottom, and now we're here. Now we're here in my <laughs> studio loft. Um, so that's, that's cool. Um, today on the show, by the way, this is like our, I feel like twice a year we do a podcast in person. Although yeah. now that I have this space and you're, yeah, uh, you're coming true. up a little more yeah. often to the DC area. Oh, we got a great setup here. I mean, come visit. You, you stayed at our, our place last week. We did. I did stay at your place. I, I overslept a little bit. You did. I was supposed to wake up and have breakfast and coffee and stuff. I didn't do that. No, we had to leave and go to class yeah. uh, at Elevate and, um, we're like, we hope he gets, we hope he gets up. He had so, a meeting in Loudon at nine. Yeah. Takes a while to get out there. I did I, get up. I will say that I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't know if I told you this. This might be breaking news to you and the podcast audience. Oh boy! You know what I was most bummed about? What? With you oversleeping? What was that? I was looking forward to you doing some latte the art. The latte art, yes. And Chris has figured out how to do it because Chris figures out how to do everything. <laughs> and uh, I'm terrible and still haven't figured out how to do latte art yet. And I, have, <laughs> I was obviously going to see if Chris could do some latte art in my kitchen on my espresso machine. Yes. And we can um, still do that. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a decaf uh, situation after this. (laughs) A little little decaf uh, afternoon coffee with lunch as we're taping this at one ten in the afternoon. Um, God, lunch. That sounds great. Let's talk about what we were going to talk about so we can get to lunch. (laughs) Right. Um, So our friend, uh, our friend, Joel Sanders has started a a, a whole litany of conversations on social <laughs> yeah, media. Yeah, he started something interesting on, on social for sure. Um, he decided to poo-poo on people who post their high bar, trap bar, deadlift PRs. Uh, like, I'm, I'm going to kind of lean into what Joel's uh, mantra was here, is that that's something right. to be really proud of. Right. And um, as someone who loves the hex bar uh, slash the trap bar and uses the high handles because they suit yes. me, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, wait, don't don't be crapping on that. <laughs> um, that's how I deadlift uh, most most often. I think right. it's the best way for most people to deadlift, frankly. Um, but I think there's actually some interesting offshoot conversations here, whether to, to the Joel's point is he's whacked a hornet's nest and all kinds of people are coming after of him course, on social yeah, media, yeah, sure. whether or sure. not there's, it's worth bragging about your deadlift PR, depending on how you deadlift with a barbell, with a hex bar off of blocks, not off of blocks, whatever. Um, it's not really that interesting of a conversation to me, right, right. but I think you can get lost is like the usefulness of certain exercise that may or may not look yeah. cool on Instagram and why, uh-huh. even if it's not quote unquote worth bragging about, some of these things can actually be useful. And I think there's also a social media conversation to be had as well. Yeah. I mean, there's always the social media conversation, right? And and you put it into uh, a great term, whacking the hornet's nest. Like yeah. anytime you, you do something, especially when you get into the deadlift and squat crowd. Right, like these people are maniacs about the way that they do deadlifts and the way they do they do squats, and all of them are are hell bent on the on being right. Right, like no, this is the way that I do it. It's got to be the right way. And there there is no right way for everybody. Everybody's got their own version of deadlift and squat that they should do, and they should do for heavy, and they should do for range of motion. Right, and I think that was part of what he was doing was just asking the questions, saying, "Hey, is this?" Is this something that we should be chasing, right? Should we chase uh, a high max 
with high handles and, and then sh- yeah shorter are, range are, of motion are we, are we brings yeah. a freaking tape measure out right he brings the tape measure out and then and then i get his point about like all right if we're already using the high handles and then we're putting the weights on blocks right is it is this something that we should be chasing so or is this something that we should be going right. after so that that is a different conversation than like poo-pooing on somebody's thing like because it's and, and then he just happened to use the a video of a lady a female who was who was doing her deadlift PRs on high handles on blocks, and so like anytime you go after a female, there's yeah, gonna was, be a, there's gonna be a reaction for, to for, that, for right? Right. Um, so, and I know Joel, and I also know social media, so it was like, oh, this is not gonna end well. No. So, <laughs> so no. good luck to you, Joel. We still love you. You're still my boy. Good luck to you in this in this battle, riding this wave. Yeah. Always pick on a white man. That's <laughs> yes. where the where the if target gonna, that's yeah. not going to get you in any other kind of trouble. Right. Joel, as a white man, you should know if, this. If you're going to target anybody, target a white dude. But that doesn't mean his point is any more or less valid. He just yes. picked a very stupid example yeah. for his own uh, existence. Right. Um. I, I. So I think the way you just phrased it actually kind of sparked a, a good clarifying point for me, which is: is that something that's worth chasing? Yeah. Right. Like if you're going to chase a PR. Like, I don't know how much, how worthy it is in any capacity. Like, what makes a bench PR right. worth more than a quarter squat PR worth more than, you know, uh, a deficit barbell deadlift PR versus how many pull-ups can you do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends on what your actual performance goals are to right. me. And, you know, I, I think that becomes an interesting, like, um, cannibalistic conversation almost Yeah. in that a lot of people's goals are to chase those PRs. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so We're chasing I, the result. Yeah. yeah I, I, I would say, you know, at that point, I guess you're probably comparing yourself to other people and picking something that a lot of people use, which by the way, a hex bar off the floor is something that a lot of people use. Yeah. Like that's fine. And, and, and that, Joel uses it. He, yeah. He's even said a hundred percent. Joel, you, so for it, if you do follow us and you are following Joel to clarify as somebody who knows Joel and knows that he loves hex bar deadlifts, he still loves hex bar deadlifts. That's not what yeah. he was trying to poo poo on. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, and then, like, your PR is the one that's off the ground, not the one that you put on two-inch blocks when you're already using the high handles and you move four inches. Right, right. Um, But that doesn't mean, and this, to me, is, like, the most important when we talk about, like, we're a podcast by trainers for trainers. Right. um, I think it's important to to remember that, like, that four-inch range of motion version off of blocks actually might have a place in the programming. It definitely does. Because when you limit range of motion, you can pull more weight or push more weight or whatever, and that is a way to get stronger and ultimately make the PR version that you're chasing better. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, how much are you going to blast that one on social media? Which really, at the end of the day, like, there's kind of a who cares on the social media yeah, side yeah. of it for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's just entertaining, which I guess social yeah. media is supposed to be is entertaining. Um, as somebody who knows Joel, I, I know what he's saying in terms of like the, the type of clientele that Joel works with or Joel works with in, in Arizona are, are adults, yeah. gen, general population clients who need to move better and need to be stronger. So if I'm taking a person who is completely raw, new to working out, doesn't necessarily care about PRs or whatever, if I'm going to chase something, what am I going to chase? And he's, and he's saying strength at length, which makes sense. Right. Yeah, I would, I would, for somebody who's new to this, who isn't chasing a particular number, yeah, my goal for you is to move better, to actually be stronger, not to move a lot of weight. 
right? So strike right. that length is. I'm not make chasing sense. a one RM for anybody in that category. Yeah, anyway. exactly. So he's not somebody who chases one RMs. But if you're somebody who competes, right? Like if you're going out there and you're doing bench press, well. We know that if you go to a bench press competition, there are ones that are raw bench press competitions and one where you're allowed to put a shirt on, right? Like, and if you put that shirt on, you're going to add 200, 300 pounds. You're going to add a lot to your bench press. I'm not saying 200, 300 pounds because it depends on how much you already bench. Right. Right. But you can bench. And we're talking about a very specific shirt, by the way. You know, there's no magical shirt you can buy from Hanes that's going to. No, no, no. (laughs) It's a specific shirt that you need help getting into. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's something that changes the numbers. Right? right. Which is, again, like if you're taking the weight off the ground, lifting from high handles, lifting from blocks, that changes the number. So is that the number that we want to chase? And for a general population client like he works with, the answer is probably no. Right. Right. Um, but for somebody who wants that and that's something that they're competing in, then yeah, sure. If that's your thing. Cool. Good for you. Yeah. If we're talking about mass maximum force produ- production. Yeah. Um, I think it's really valuable. Like one thing that I've seen um, a lot of athletes actually uh, in their workout videos recently, and I think the first one I really saw doing this is Sid McLaughlin. You're like, well, if Sid's doing it, it seems probably a good idea. She seems to know what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, but like pin squats, um, and you can load those suckers. Pin up. squats, yeah, we but love pin squats. That's the point. Is like it's a concentric, basically only motion if right. you do it right, um, in a very short range of motion where there's a ton of force generation. Yeah. And yeah, you can put up big numbers, but it's not so that you can post it on Instagram. Like Sydney McLaughlin's not out here chasing that's you know, not what four, she's chasing. four oh five yeah, yeah. on pin squats. Right. She's chasing forty seven, forty six, whatever <laughs> Holy it is. Crap, that's such and a her four hundred now four hundred open. Yeah. Um, and she was chasing, you know, forty eight, whatever her right. her number wound up being in, in the hurdles. And I and I'll up you one on that. Like there's there's a lot that we do with overcoming ISOs when there's no range of motion. Right. Yeah. Right. I so saw like, Francis Tiafo doing a uh, one uh, overcoming ISO when a barbell deadlift the other day, actually. Yeah. So like th- there's a there's a time and place for everything as an exercise. I think the question of am I chasing this is a is a different conversation. Um but yeah, like I would definitely put high pin squats. I would definitely put high handle Trap bars on, on, on the program. I would also put full range of motion, regular barbell RDLs on the, on, like, so there's a lot that you put into a full program. It, it just, you know, it, it always gets boiled down to this, the, the dumbest equation or, or like the least common denominator on social media, you know, whatever, whatever can fit into a, a 10 second clip. Right. And then, and that's what people argue over. And that's not really what programming should be. For sure. Um, and I think also like, metrics that are not very compatible to Instagram are often more worth chasing. Um, you know, weight is one thing, but if you're training athletes like velocity and bar speed, yeah, um, absolutely. which is tracked in a lot of, you know, college and pro every college and pro weight room. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're depending on what trainer you go to, they might track it too. I don't know. Do you have anything to track bar speed that you use? Well, I mean, we use Kaiser, so we you're have, right. we have, For, the pow- we have the power squat. So we use that, um, on the bar speed itself, we don't have anything that tracks bar speed right now. Yeah. Um, but we do use the Kaisers for that. Yeah. But yeah. I've, I've thought about buying, like, there's um there's some stuff that's not super high budget. True. Um, that you just kind of... The is magnets a, is a that collar. throw in there. Yeah. Um, like, a, it's, it's a collar with a speedometer on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can use that to track bar speed. And yeah. I'm more interested in an athlete moving 225 faster in a squat 100%. than I am... Getting them to 275, um, you know, depending on the athlete, whatever. But like the point is the bar speed is the thing that matters. The explosive power, the force generation is what matters versus, 
you know, if I'm training a power lifter, then the only, I don't care how fast they move it. Um, and I do in terms of like training methodology, but like at the end of the day, the thing that we are chasing is the high weight number. Right. It's right. very, very different, um, in terms of how you're going to do that and how you're going to program it. And, you know, it goes back to the same, you know, principles, methods, stuff yeah, like, pres- the, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the exact the principle is keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't always translate super great to Instagram. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Momentus. And Chris, I remember when Momentus was just a company with three protein blends. And then right. that, was, that was it. Now, pretty much anything in the supplement game, you can get at LiveMomentus.com. That's right. If you go to LiveMomentus.com right now, you might not even recognize some of these products. And for me, I'm definitely going to change my monthly subscription. I've been getting the brain drive. I've been getting the elite sleep. I've been getting the collagen. And it looks like I need to up my game a little bit and take a look at some of these products like the Alpha. Yeah, no doubt. And what's great about Momentus's website, uh, which you can go to right now, livemomentus.com, is that they also have a lot of descriptions and information on best usage, best practices. It's not just like, hey, here's all this stuff. It's like, hey, are you looking for this? Well, then you should get that. So any supplementation needs you may have, they've got you covered. And it's, it's stuff that, like, look, if you, want, if you want the four-hour description on what Tangat Ali does, you go to the Huberman Lab podcast. They got you covered. That's, that's not us. But it might be something that you need. So go check it out. And here's what we do have for you. We have a discount. LiveMomentus.com. Use TWTB at checkout for a special discount. TWTB is in train with the best at LiveMomentus.com. The Train with the Best podcast is brought to you by Jaku. And we've been partners with Jaku for basically a year now, Chris. Can't believe how much the time has flown by. And it's still just as spectacular as it was when we discovered it. It's plain and simple. Good, reliable timing on your speed drills, on your multi-directional drills. You know, how many of us who are speed coaches just need a good, accurate time out there to verify, one, the results that we're getting, and two, the trends that we're going in, right? So this is a great product for, for anybody who is a speed trainer or anybody who works with athletes. And now you're even able to track vertical jump, which is such a valuable tool when you're taking a look at somebody's program. So make sure you check out Jaku. And Craig, what's the code that they should be using? You go to jaku.com slash discount slash TWTB. You get a 20% discount on all Jaku products with the muscle blasters and everything as well. But yeah, I mean, I used to always love coming down to Onyx, testing my vertical on the Vertec machine. Now now I don't have, even have to do that. You don't need a, a big, giant, high ceiling to, to have a Vertec and be able to extend it up. You just put the Jaku on your wrist, set it up. There you go. It's all cell phone app based. So go to jaku.com slash discount slash TWTB. Get 20% off the Jaku Speed and all other Jaku products. The Chairman of the Best podcast is brought to you by BlazePod. And Chris, what's so great about BlazePod is you can use it in every part of the workout. You can use it to help warm up. You can use it in kind of your main parts of the workout. You can use it as a finisher. What's your go-to recently with BlazePod? Yeah, for me, what I love using BlazePod for is just keeping our athletes engaged. So, you know, you, you can get into the rut of the workout where you're doing time sets. If you've got 30-second plank, a 30-second wall sit or whatever. But if you add Blaze Pods to that, now that 30 seconds doesn't seem like it's so long. And it keeps the clients a little bit more engaged, a little bit more motivated to perform well. And it's something that just adds a lot of fun to the session. No doubt. Uh, we could all use uh, a little attention for our inner child. And who doesn't love stuff that lights up? And oh, by the way, it's an elite 
training tool, the best of all worlds. And of course, we got the hookup for you. Use the code TWTB at blazepod.com for 15% off your order. That's TWTB is in train with the best for 15% off at blazepod.com. There's a very famous, very, very famous play called Hamilton, right? And at the end of, that, of it, at the end of the, right, at the end of the play, uh, Aaron Burr says there was room for both Hamilton and me. And that, and that's the, the thing in social media. Like you get, you get to social media. It's like, no, there's only room for one way of thinking. And that's just not true. There's, there's so many different ways to program so many different ways to get stronger, so many different goals to chase. And who cares? Like let people do what they want to do. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it, there's plenty of room for Hamilton and Burr. There's plenty of room for high. high. There's plenty of room. I wish yeah. I, we don't do episode titles the way we used to. <laughs> yeah. But if we did, that would be the episode title. There's plenty of room for Hamilton <laughs> and Burr. There's plenty of room for Hamilton and Burr. And there's plenty of room for trap bars and barbells, right? So it's like, do it all. Who cares? Yeah. I think it's important to just make sure you understand, like, which, like, that theory is not hard. There's yeah. plenty of room for both. Yes. Do you, do you know when to pick each that one? Is the, that, is the, that is the point that I would say I actually agree with Joel on is because if I'm Joel and I work with the people that Joel works with and, and I'm thinking about a general population client and I want to, you know, it, it, when you are somebody like Joel who takes on these clients, you're making the decisions for your clients, right? That's why people pay you big bucks. Like, hey, right. I don't know what I'm doing. You tell me what to do. You tell me the decisions to make. You tell me what's supposed to matter. What what should I eat? What should I be lifting? What should I be drinking? How much should I sleep, right? So if I'm somebody who's answering those questions for a general population person, what should I care about? I should care about strength at length. I shouldn't care about a barbell or a high bar, trap bar, deadlift off of blocks, Right. right. And so maybe that's a, a scenario where it's like one of his clients saw that on Instagram and said, hey, is this something that I should be working towards? Absolutely not. Right. right. So so who knows how that conversation got started? But at the same time, he's probably actually doing a hex bar versus a barbell because it's absolutely yeah. it's an easier technical lift. Yeah. And, you know, I my theory on deadlifts is, you know, obviously there can be exceptions and caveats, but the simplest version is I hex bar anyone that's not gonna need to lift a barbell i almost i almost exclusively use hex bar yeah right and, and actually so does joel <laughs> like i don't think right he, well and that's the thing is like it's an easier lift it's more friendly to the grip i tend to find the positions a lot easier to get into for people um there is gonna be less like one of the things joel demoed in one of his videos trying to defend himself uh <laughs> pretty fruitlessly today is you, you just you know you just it's whack-a-mole on social media, is, what he's trying is. to do today. Um, yeah. So I hope, Joel, you're having fun playing whack-a-mole. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but he talked about, like, the hip angles um, yeah. and that people often kind of almost RDL yeah. a hex bar. And I find I can avoid that easier with the hex bar. Some people still obviously do it. Yeah. Um, but even if you do, it's less dangerous to do it from the hex bar versus you typically get a lot of we, rounded lumbar spines on the, yeah. on uh, barbells. The funny thing is, like, we we specify what type of deadlift we want even though we're using a trap bar like so th- there's more than one way to use a trap bar that's so, true too. so like if you're using the trap bar and he get into what he called like the wedge position that's more of a trap bar squat than it is a trap bar deadlift sure right so like we will say hey we're doing trap bar but we're gonna go trap bar rdl we're right. gonna go trap bar deadlift we're gonna go trap bar squat which looks a little bit different if you're if you're actually paying attention to the angles there 
right? So like, again, it just goes back to like, there's so many different things that you can do with these pieces of equipment. There's so many different things that you can do to build strength and, and to build movement quality. And all of it is right, yeah. right? It's just finding where where it fits in and when it fits in and, and why it's important or why it's not important. Yeah. And I think the last point I'll make too, um, is just make sure that you check your ego at the door on this stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was listening to new heights earlier, the Kelsey brothers podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Travis was like, so this is a dude who might be the best hall of, or the best tight end ever. Yeah. Going to the hall of fame. Um, Definitely going to the hall of fame. Yeah. Top three tight end. At, yeah. At, with, at without worst. question. Um, he doesn't squat or doesn't bench. He uses the Kaiser squat mm-hmm. uh, for because he cares about that force production. Mm-hmm. And his brother, who is maybe one of the or certainly one of the five best centers ever, also going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, NFL offensive lineman doesn't barbell bench. He's like, I will in the offseason grab the 150 pound dumbbells yeah. sometimes, but I've seen too many guys tear their pecs chasing one RM. So I just, I don't yeah. max out on that stuff. Yeah. So, like, it's about what you're trying to accomplish. It's about what you're trying to accomplish. I had a, a good conversation about this last night with some of my high schoolers who come in and they're like, you know, how much would uh, an NFL, the, it started with speed. Like how, how, how yeah. fast do you think DK and Tyreek would be when they were running against professional runners? And I would say not very fast. Like they're very fast when it comes to the NFL. If you put them up against a Noah Lyles, Noah Lyles is going to embarrass them. And that's, yeah. you know, that it, just like they would embarrass Noah Lyles on a football field. So you have to have a little bit of respect for these different sports. And then that transitioned into weightlifting, right? How much could an NFL lineman lift compared to a powerlifter? And again, like the powerlifter is going to smoke an NFL lineman when it comes to powerlifting. Even like your, your big guys that can powerlift a lot. The, I mean, there, there are guys that are out there at your average normal, like, YMCA, G, like, Gold's Gym right now that are deadlifting 1,000 pounds today. There's not a lot of people that are, are deadlifting 1,000 pounds off the ground in the NFL. There's not a lot. But, like, it's, it's just a different sport. And yeah. if, if you're chasing that, then the, the lifts become different, your program becomes different, your body becomes different, right? Which is why somebody like a Travis Kelsey and somebody like a Jason Kelsey is saying, yeah, we don't bench because that's actually not important to us. Right. It, it was great for us in the beginning as, as we were trying to build strength as young athletes. And that's something that you have to, to do and get past that strength threshold that we've talked about in the past. For sure. And then once you're strong, it's like, okay, do I continue chasing this? Because I'm not chasing strength. I'm chasing performance on the field, which right. is very different. Right. Um, I saw a great meme the other day, too, kind of along the same lines. Like, if you want to be a bodybuilder or you want and also want to chase weight goals like there's a reason bodybuilders look like bodybuilders and powerlifters look like powerlifters correct lifters. they don't like, look the same so you just have to you have to decide which one is your priority it's yeah. not to put a premium on either one no one can decide that for you but you have to decide it for yourself and uh, act accordingly anything yeah. else on uh, any part of this that we want to add the other part of that like, like just going back to the Joel stuff is like sometimes like depending on what how you choose to lift your body ends up looking a certain way your comparison of bodybuilders yeah. versus um, actual power lifters, right? Sometimes your body type de- de- determines the lift, which 100%. is going all the way back to what, what Joel was talking about. Sometimes your body type is going to determine what type of trap bar deadlift or what type of deadlift in general you should be doing. Cause we all agree that everybody should be deadlifting, 
But that version of deadlift is going to change depending on your body type. Right. So your arm length and, yeah. you know, your torso to leg ratio, mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff. Some of one might feel more comfortable than the others. Right. Um, so that's a great point Yeah. as well. Um, all right. That's our, that's our podcast for today. If you want some more entertainment and all the stuff is still up, go to Joel Sanders Instagram. Uh, <laughs> check out Good luck, stories. Joel. Um, although I think the time that most, or by the time most people hear this, they probably have yeah. expired. Hopefully. Maybe hopefully may, I'm, I'm expired. to text Joel and be like, Joel, for the sake of our podcast, I need <laughs> keep, you to create like rolling. a moment. Uh, those are called moments, right? At the top yeah, of your yeah, Instagram. Yeah. I feel like I sound like I'm a thousand years old. Those are called moments, What is right? that on the InstaFace thing? Yeah, what's uh, that? That right. Snapgram. You know what time it is, Chris? <laughs> lunchtime. It's lunchtime. We'll see you next time on the Train of the Bus podcast.